0: Hi, I'm Shannon Rossetti with BNP Paribas Asset Management, and I'm here today with Rena Jaw, Senior Analyst from our Global Emerging Market Equities team.
1: Hello, Shannon. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, Rena. Today, Rena is going to tell us about some current opportunities in the asset class. So, Rena, emerging markets have shown a very strong performance over the last 22 months. Why should we even consider investing in
1: emerging markets now, and what do the valuations look like? Emerging markets have rallied, with the MSCI Emerging Markets Index gaining around 32% year-to-date, versus the S&P 500 up 16% and the MSCI World Index up 18%. Despite this move, the fundamental case for investing in emerging markets or EM continues to be very compelling. In the near term, emerging markets are benefiting from a global synchronized recovery, and economic growth is improving in many emerging markets, led by countries like India and China. Where GDP growth is expected to double that for most developed markets. We're seeing this growth in company fundamentals, where earnings, returns on capital, and cash flow positions are improving. Meanwhile, EM valuations remain attractive. The MSCI EM index is trading at 12 times 12 month forward earnings versus developed markets for DM, which are trading at 16.5 times for the MSCI World Index and 17.6 times for the SP 500. Now EM had traded at a discount to DM, despite growth rates more than double DM, and this had to do with the EM index's heavy weightings in lower PE sectors like energy and materials. It also included a lot of state-owned enterprises, or SOEs, in the telecom and utility space, which typically trade at lower PEs. Now what you're seeing is a shift in the EM index composition towards private companies with increasingly robust return characteristics. Despite this heavier weighting in higher P.E. sectors like technology and media internet, EM valuations still look undemanding versus DM valuations. In short, even in the absence of any kind of re-rating, underlying fundamentals like earnings growth can continue to support EM equities. What is less appreciated is the increasing innovation and resulting productivity underpinning this improved earnings profile across EM. We believe that this trend will be a key force sustaining EM for many years to come. Now, Historically, the US has been a leader in innovation which has driven productivity growth. In contrast, many emerging markets were viewed as good sources for low-cost manufacturing with countries like China really seen as the factory of the world. The Chinese economy has been shifting dramatically from manufacturing and exporting high volumes of cheap low-margin products to now exporting more value-added, higher-margin products and also becoming more service-oriented. The Chinese consumer has risen into an indomitable force, and this can be seen in the Internet space, where Chinese companies have made huge strides in innovation. Over the next 30 years, we think that countries like China, South Korea, Taiwan, and India will likely lead the way in innovation as their economies transition. This trend is really an underappreciated element of the long-term EM growth story. It sounds like there are a lot of meaningful,
0: positive shifts developing in emerging markets. What about some of the key risk factors for EM investors? How do you think about imminent central bank tightening and subsequent strengthening of the
1: U.S. dollar? Sure. The Fed is largely expected to continue to raise interest rates as it works to unwind its quantitative easing, or QE, program. Other major central banks, like the ECB and Bank of Japan, are also likely to eventually shift to more of a tightening stance, which would then remove liquidity from the system. Now, Recent announcements from both these central banks suggest, however, that rates will likely stay low in many developed markets through at least early 2019. There are concerns that this eventual tightening and subsequent reduction in liquidity could hurt EM and perhaps threaten the global synchronized recovery that we've seen, However, EM could still provide attractive opportunities given encouraging underlying fundamentals. Many emerging economies, such as Brazil and Russia, are only now starting to recover from difficult economic periods. And given relatively benign inflation trends, central banks in many emerging markets still have room to ease, so this should really support economic growth in many emerging economies. As far as a stronger dollar, when you look back to the taper tantrum of 2013, The Fed at that point had just started to signal that it would be reversing its QE program. You then saw a huge sell-off in emerging markets. Now at that time, many economies were actually running big current account deficits and therefore were more closely impacted by a stronger U.S. dollar. Since then, many emerging economies have actually improved their current account balances and are now less U.S. dollar dependent. China, for example, is generating more of its exports from other Asian countries instead of the U.S. So as more of its trade is done in renminbi terms, these dollar linkages are starting to break down. Thank you, Rena. Given that these
0: economies have done well, are there still inefficiencies to exploit? What do you think investors might not understand about emerging market equities as an asset class that you think is important
1: to profile? We believe that emerging market equities still offer significant investment potential given strong fundamental underpinnings. We focus on uncovering investments that can do well regardless of the market outlook. You know, At the end of the day, we're not going to be able to predict what markets will do. What we can do, however, is identify quality growth companies with very specific drivers so that we can generate idiosyncratic returns. Taking a longer term view also enables us to look through volatility and discover compelling investments. I think investors sometimes miss the fact that emerging markets are actually very heterogeneous. The markets are quite distinct, with very different government regimes and underlying economies at varying stages of their cycles. As a result, there will always be opportunities to unearth ideas which can generate excess returns. But the demographic data is very encouraging. According to the OECD, by 2050, China, India, and other parts of Asia will comprise over 60% of global middle class consumption, compare that to around 20-30% to today. This has massive implications for EM companies over the long run. So we're very excited about the investment case for emerging markets. Near term, we see improving corporate fundamentals and reasonable valuations. Longer term, there are critical structural shifts underway in many markets. We've seen an evolution of the massive consumer economy in countries like China, India, and Brazil, and ongoing improvement in corporate productivity. These shifts then create tremendous scope to identify stock-specific opportunities.
0: Great. Thank you, Rina. It was my pleasure. If you'd like to learn more, please visit uh, our website at institutional.bmpparabah-am.com, or you can watch Rena's recent webcast on this same topic. And if you'd like to check out some of our other podcasts, please visit our BMP Parabah Asset Management iTunes channel. Thanks again.